0: Hello, 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 besties, and welcome, or welcome back to you at the Unfreeze podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about life in your 20s, self-awareness, personal growth, and all the good stuff. I am your host, Zoe, coming to you from Singapore. And my goodness, do we have a good episode lined up for today. So brace yourselves, it's going to be deep, it's going to be powerful, but of course, we're going to keep it fun. So 1st I want to explain where this episode came from, where it originated from, how it was conceptualized. I don't know why I'm making that sound so dramatic. It's really not a big deal. So basically, I did a post on Instagram earlier this week where I wrote, being in your 20s is like dot dot dot. And then I listed seven questions, which I think a lot of people in their 20s think about and overthink and get confused about and go around in circles about and if you're like me just get in a general tiz about and I know that a lot of people relate to these questions because I got so many messages in response to this post and in a lot of the messages I got people were saying stuff like it's good to know that other people are confused about this or it is relieving to know that I am not alone. And this made me realise that so many of us in our 20s are feeling similar things and we're dealing with the same life questions and the same overthinking patterns and all that stuff, but we are just not talking about it enough. And so each one of us feels so alone in whatever we're going through. So basically in this episode, we're going to go through some of the questions and just break them down a little bit. And we're going to do what we do on this podcast, which is talk openly about real life and self-awareness and just be honest about our feelings and drop the shame and the judgment and the fear of embarrassment and all that stuff, which just weighs us down so unnecessarily. And it feels so good to just let that stuff go. So the questions are on topics like work and career, alone time, focusing on yourself, moving abroad, growing up, having an action plan versus being spontaneous. And I don't know how much of that we're going to get through, but that's the broad plan. I'm not going to read all seven questions out loud right now, because if I do, I think it's going to sound like we're all in school and the teacher has asked me to read out loud, which side note I always found like the weirdest thing when that happened. I just thought it was such an inefficient use of time. And listen, I'm all for teaching kids public speaking skills and all that stuff. In fact, it's something I'm pretty passionate about, but teach the skills. Don't just randomly ask people to read things out loud. Anyway, that's on the more tangential side of my tangents, which is really saying something. So we're not going to get into that right now. Instead still very random, we're going to do some random Zoe updates. And I'm going to keep these snappy because we have a lot of good stuff to get into during this episode. Okay, guys, public announcement, I am back in my self-care era. And it's not that I ever left my self-care era, but I just don't think I've been giving myself quite enough of it, to be honest. And as I say, nothing overly bad. I just think that I could lean into it a little bit more. And I was trying to think about why. So why I feel I'm lacking on self-care. And I think a big part of it is that whilst it seems to me that I've lived in Singapore for 107 years, I've actually only been here for two and a half months. So I'm still new. I am still a newbie. And with that, I am still working out what my life here looks like. I'm still finding my routines. I'm still working out what grocery shops I like, which yoga studios my favourites are, literally like where I can go and walk in nature and find a bit of peace. Basically, I'm still working it all out. And I started a new job when I moved to Singapore. So I'm also still settling into that. And I guess working out how I can build my self-routine, my self-care routine. my self care routine Around my work schedule. And because of all this settling in, I've been doing, it has just been really go, go, go. And I feel like by the time I'm quote unquote done for the day, I'm literally exhausted and I crawl into bed and then I wake up and I do it all again. So I really just want to carve out more moments for self care in my day. And like I always say, it doesn't have to be a $1,000 massage which lasts. and a half hours it can literally be five minutes of journaling or five minutes less of scrolling and reading a book instead and doing a face mask and whatever self-care looks like to you because it's so different to all of us but i just want to have more moments where i connect with zoe and i come back to myself regardless of how busy i am or how much I've got on that day or how much is on my to-do list I also really want to focus on getting a little bit more sleep because I've been getting mm, I would say six to seven hours a night but listen I'm an eight-hour girl I am through and through an eight-hour girl interestingly I used to be a six-hour girl but I just had a life shift I think it's because I was living in fight or flight but now I'm an eight-hour girl can confirm and I will admit don't judge me But I have been on my phone way too much in bed. I think because literally the moment I get into bed, my boyfriend wakes up. And also it's when I can talk to people in London and all that stuff. So I've been on my phone a bit too much in bed. So that's something I really want to focus on. I'm saying it on here to hold myself accountable. So self-care is going to be a priority. And I wanted to share this on the podcast in case anyone else needs a reminder or a little bit of a nudge to prioritise self-care. Because if you ask me, and I totally appreciate that no one did, but given I'm the only person here, I'm just going to ask myself, there is literally no point in doing all the things and working hard and chasing your goals and trying to become the best version of you if you are not looking after yourself along the way and making sure that you are happy enough and you are healthy enough to enjoy the process towards whatever it is you're aiming for. And just final thing I'll say on this, in case it's not obvious, you deserve to take care of yourself. So many of us think it's a luxury to give ourselves self-care. It's not. It's a necessity and it's literally a right you have according to me, myself and I, according to the Declaration of Rights by Miss Zoe Tara Carton, Also on the list of rights is a comfy bed, a yummy breakfast, and a delicious coffee. Okay, so with that update about my self-care era done, finito, we are moving into the episode. So buckle up, my friends. A quick reminder to rate this podcast if you enjoy it. It helps me so much. And also, if you have thoughts, questions, queries, ideas... It is at zoe on Instagram and TikTok and www.unfreezepod.com. The first question on the list of questions I wrote on Instagram, which can be confusing to navigate in your 20s is, should I work harder or slow down? Firstly, I want to explain where this question came from. So I don't know about you. But I sometimes find myself being like, I'm not working hard enough. I'm not grinding enough. I could do more. You get the vibe. Basically, being overly self critical, kind of perfectionist, and buying into toxic productivity. And I think this comes from growing up in modern society where there just is so much toxic productivity around. And in some ways, you're kind of conditioned to attach your worth to how hard you're working or what results you're getting. So that's like one side of me. I'm constantly thinking, will I regret not working harder or grinding more in 10 years. But then there's this other side to me, which is equally like, am I just spending my whole 20s working really hard and not making the most of life and the magic that every single day has to offer? Because sometimes I feel like I'm just going through the motions of waking up Working, sleeping, repeating without ever stopping to pause and just be grateful and listen to the birds and notice the sunset and all that stuff which matters so much at least to me. So yes, this is something I think about a lot and I think where I ultimately land on it is that it doesn't have to be either or. The choice isn't between working 24-7 and devoting your whole life to work or quitting your job and moving to the jungle. Why the jungle Zoe? Why did I choose the jungle? I don't know. The jungle's in my mind. I think because I'm about to go on a hike, which kind of has jungle vibes. Anyways, the point is there is a middle ground for each and every one of us. And I think you have to find that sweet spot for you. And the key to it all is to be intentional. So whatever sweet spot you choose, as long as you're intentional about it, I think you got to trust that it's right for you. So for me personally, as I said in the intro, I have just moved to Singapore for a new job which I'm loving and I'm really super excited about. So I'm focusing on that right now, but it's an intentional choice to do so. I am choosing that it is one of the things in my life right now I want to prioritize. So, as I say, Find your sweet spot and be really intentional about it. The other thing I want to say on this is that I think you can find ways to slow down without working less hard. In other words, I think it's a misconception that either you work hard or you slow down. So, one example of what I mean, you could wake up literally five minutes earlier just five minutes so that you can eat your breakfast sitting down and being intentional rather than grabbing it and eating it as you run to the subway. Or instead of scrolling on your commute to work, totally guilty of that sometimes, you could instead just use that time to check in with yourself and see how you're doing. And in doing those things in waking up five minutes earlier, and not scrolling on your commute, you're not working any less hard. You're just creating a little bit more space for yourself, which, in my humble opinion, is so valuable. And I know it's not about this, but doing so is probably gonna help you be more productive because it gives you more perspective. As I say, that's not the reason why I advocate doing it, but it's a nice bonus. Okay, next question I had on my list of is on this Instagram post by the rate we're moving we're not going to get through them all but that's fine we can do some in a future episode the next one is should I be more social or should I focus on myself more so I think this one is very interesting if I may say so myself given I came up with it myself it's interesting because there's one part of me that wants to say that alone time is so incredibly valuable to anyone and everyone. But there's equally another part of me that totally wants to acknowledge that some people are more extroverted and they get their energy from other people. And so we shouldn't force them to spend alone time. Not that anyone is forcing anyone, but you know what I mean. And I think I stand by my claim that at least some alone time is pretty valuable regardless of who you are. Because I do think that as confronting as alone time can be, it is genuinely how you get to know yourself. And it's how you kind of establish and strengthen the relationship you have with yourself. Because we distract so much from what's going on within. We use all these ways to distract from ourselves and one of them is to overly socialize. So yes, it can be scary to just sit with yourself, but I genuinely think that it is such a powerful tool to make peace with yourself and just fully accept yourself and allow yourself to be rather than, as I say, constantly trying to distract. But that said, in terms of how much alone time is, I guess, maximal I think it really depends on who you are and it's going to vary loads from person to person. So to link back to the question of, should I be more social or should I focus on myself more? Because I kind of went off topic there, but it's somehow related. Basically, I think we need to let go of the shoulds. As I say, I think spending time alone can be so valuable and honestly, it's changed my life. But in terms of how much time you should spend alone versus socialise, It literally depends on what makes you happy. I know what works for me at this stage of life personally, but that's going to be so totally different than what works for you, which kind of makes sense because we are different people. Okay, the last thing I want to say on this question is, I don't think that the only way you can focus on yourself is by spending time alone. So in other words, I think socializing for some people might be part of what it means to focus on themselves. So for example, you might be someone who has super strong barriers up and you don't really let anyone in. But one of the things you want to work on about yourself is to let more people in. So maybe socializing is a part of that. Or for someone else... Working on themselves and focusing on themselves might mean putting themselves out there a little bit more and socializing and meeting new people. So they're going to be maybe moving away from spending so much time alone. I guess what I'm trying to say is that I don't think focusing on yourself necessarily equals alone time. Although for a lot of people, I think alone time is going to be a really key part of focusing on themselves. So I guess to summarize, there is no one size fits all approach when it comes to should I spend more time alone or should I socialize more? I think it basically depends on number one, what's going to make you truly deeply happy? And number two, what's going to help you grow as a person? Okie dokie. Next question. Total, total side note, but I can never decide if I like the phrase okie dokie. Part of me really likes it, but then I also have like a minor ick towards it. Can you have an ick about something you say? I don't know. I was also, oh my god, so the other day I was trying to think about what my beige flags are. And just to be clear, I wasn't doing it in a self-critical way. I was on the subway and I was just laughing so much to myself cuz I was like what are my beige flags I think one of the biggest ones is that I eat the same breakfast literally every day and I also order the same thing when I go to restaurants like if I find something I really like I'll order it again and I won't try something new and I think that's kind of a beige flag but I also really don't care okay right so we focus. How on earth did I get onto beige flags? I literally don't know. The next question I had on my list of questions in this Instagram post. Also, why have I said questiono like seven times in this episode? It honestly doesn't make sense. But the next question is, should I stay where I am or should I move abroad? So this is an interesting one because moving abroad for me has been one of the best things I've ever done for myself. And I say that it's only been two and a half months. So who knows where this is going, but so far I've loved it and it's really helped me grow. However, I don't think anyone should move abroad just for the sake of it or because they feel like they quote unquote should, or because they think it's just something you should do in your twenties without really having a reason. So... I don't think it's necessary if it's not something which is going to make you happy or it's not something you think is going to help you grow when people ask me about it when they're like I don't know whether to move abroad or not I always say ask yourself why ask yourself why you want to move abroad and if you have a list of reasons which makes sense to you and get you excited and as I say you think will help you grow then amazing go for it go and make it happen But if your reason for moving abroad is just because you think you should, then I think you need to break down where this should is coming from. Because if the should is pressure, you're putting on yourself for no reason. If the should is pressure from your family, if the should is because your friends are doing it, then I think you need to remember that you don't have to live your life according to made-up rules. You are allowed to make your own rules and you don't have to put unnecessary pressure on yourself to do things you ultimately don't want to do or things which aren't going to make you happy. So as I say, I don't think people should move abroad for the sake of it. But I think if you have an exciting opportunity and it's something which lights you up and something you're, I don't know, you you want to challenge yourself to do, then I think it can be fantastic. And as I say, so far for me, it's been amazing for me, but it really depends on who you are and what stage you're at in life. And I spoke about this a few episodes back, but a year ago or two years ago, this wouldn't have been the right thing for me. So yeah, it really just depends on the circumstances and it depends on what you want to do and what feels right to you and what lights you up. you got to ask yourself, tune out all the input from everyone else and ask yourself deep down what you think is gonna make you happy. Okay, last question we're gonna do. We have not gone through them all shock, horror, but that's okay. We have had a lovely meandering chit-chat, and we will address the rest of the questions another time. But the last one I wanna do is: should I make a plan for life or should I be more spontaneous? Alrighty first we're going to talk about being spontaneous. I can't actually believe I'm about to say this, but back to my beige flag. I don't know how I've made my beige flag relevant to this episode, but it it is totally relevant, guys. So I said in my beige flag that I like ordering the same thing at restaurants and I eat the same thing for breakfast every day. No joke, I used to actually be self-conscious about this. Now I don't care, but I used to be self-conscious about this. And I was self-conscious because I think a lot of us feel pressure to be really spontaneous and to be carefree and to just F it all and chuck caution to the wind. But like, honestly, that is not my nature. And owning that about myself has been really liberating in recent years. And all of this to say, when it comes to spontaneity, just like moving abroad, there is no quote-unquote should Just be you and find the level of spontaneity which feels right for you because for some people that is literally how they thrive but for other people that's stressful and it's not how they like to operate and both are okay, there's no right, there's literally just what feels good to you. And then when it comes to should I make a plan, I think it's really powerful to have visions and dreams and goals but equally life happens and there is so much that is just unbelievably far beyond our control. So I don't think we can expect ourselves to stick to a master plan when it comes to life. I think there's a dance to be done between having aspirations and creating the foundations which allow you to go after those aspirations but equally still being flexible and being open to things and opportunities which come up and maybe you didn't see coming and which weren't part of the plan but might be better or they might just be different or they might challenge you in ways you didn't imagine. I also think, and sometimes I'm guilty of this, but I think a lot of us use planning as a way to feel in control of things Which might be beyond our control. And whilst that can be a helpful tool in some situations, for example, I don't know, if you've got a really big project at work or just a project in life, then I think planning is gonna be really helpful to help you execute that. And yeah, basically just give you some sense of structure. But when it comes to overall life, I think there's a limited amount we can plan given how much there is in life that's beyond our control and actually there's something so liberating about saying i don't know where on earth i'm going to be in a year from now but that's fine i try and see that as like an opportunity to create magic and just kind of go with life a little bit as scary as that can be and me and my sister we were talking during the holidays about this and we were saying who on earth would have thought this time last year that she would have gone and lived in Singapore for eight months. And then as soon as she came back to London, I would have moved out here. It's crazy. It's literally crazy. So yeah, we don't know where we're headed, but that is really liberating because it means we have the opportunity to create magic and I guess write our own stories. So with that, we're going to wrap up. I hope you enjoyed this episode we will go through the rest of the questions in a future episode because there are also some really good ones to discuss and just talking about these questions I think it's so helpful because as I say a lot of us are grappling with them a lot of us feel overwhelmed by them so there's no reason we shouldn't open up about them and yeah, just not feel so alone in the thoughts we have and the overthinking patterns we have. Next week, I have such an exciting guest coming on the podcast and I'm really picky and cheesy with my guests, but this is someone I've been so excited to speak to. So I'm excited for you guys to hear that one. Stay tuned on Instagram where I will let you know who it is. And in the meantime, have the best week. I love you all so much and I'm sending all the good vibes your way.